Hi, I'm Michelin Sisti, and you're listening to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute, and you can be finding me at 122 Hi, everyone, and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one gurgly minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Toffey. With me, as always, are our panel of turtle uh, troubadours. We're troubadours today, guys. Mr. Chris O'Connor. We all don't amount to a hill of beans in this world, Ilsa. Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And Adam Sheehan. Hello. Adam, I always enjoy saying your uh, name with my NPR voice. <laughs> it's a very NPR <laughs> name. Today on There'd Delicious be... Dish, Adam Sheehan. I have no reason to be on NPR. <laughs> no. Today on Sheehan Sh- No, never mind. Sheehan Shack. Yeah, something They, they like would that. interview as interview you as like a man on the street and then go to someone else. Yeah, it's, it's like time. people are actually calling in and requesting we give their donations back. <laughs> it's time for second time around with Adam Sheehan. <laughs> we asked this guy what he thought about the current political situation and he just started talking about professional wrestling. He kept talking about Mighty Ducks 2 for three hours. We couldn't get him yeah. on. Well, anyway, guys, we are here on minute 34. Again, it's the our first week of like new podcasts that we haven't had to record over again in a but it's long all time. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Allison, for hanging out for uh, 31, 32, and 33. And I also yes. want to apologize for stepping all over her terribly. Uh, as far as the dialogue goes, because we are clearly out of practice. Yes, the mistress <laughs> yeah. of the pod is supposed to step on us. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> now you remember. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're going to do better for you. We're going to get our rhythm back. It's going to be a good show. We got a couple of good minutes coming <laughs> up with some, I, I mean, frankly, some great sound effects is kind of the standout mm-hmm. in this minute. Is, is to me, it's the, <laughs> there's the, so much sound happening. So the minute starts with Professor Jordan Perry. Uh, it's actually a holdover from the last minute. The, the ooze is pumping into the uh, you know mutant uh, holding pen, and the minute ends with April uh, leaving after the turtles hop down into the sewer to go look for a new home. Uh, so here we go. First thing, let's talk about it, Adam. The beautiful sounds at the top of this minute. It's great. It's like it's like someone smoking a bong, but like there's also two creatures doing something while this is happening. There's just there's a lot going on. Like that ADR room, <laughs> the Foley room. It someone walked past it, going like, "What the hell is happening in there? Who's dying it, in there?" It's someone smoking a bong and and. And two pugs just existing. <laughs> oh my god, it is pugs. It's, a, it's two pugs hitting a bong. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's it's someone smoking a bong and two pugs eating a pizza. Pugs are the worst. <laughs> oh, sorry, come on. Pug pugs owners. are great. No, they're not. They're they're deformed, and we're awful for having oh. created them. Yeah, they're, they're kind of garbage dogs. My girlfriend <laughs> is obsessive over pugs. No. I've come to think they're adorable. So you want to hear something mm. fun that happens? Yeah, okay. Chris, you're sure. going to like this. All Completely right. off okay. topic, right. but not really. Okay. Um, once a month in New York City, there is a group of pug owners <laughs> that get together at a like indoor dog run 
and you can just pay five dollars and go and hang out with like 50 pugs <laughs> and they like run all over you they jump all oh. over you they like hide behind you they'll come nuzzle in your lap what, they like uh, play with each other it's amazing what do they how what, do they what do they how do they what do they call this horrid event it's uh the new york city pug meetup group not something like the name is laughing okay but yeah they, they need to, something like pug run or fug, puggle fun or pug, you know yeah. pug party i don't know um they uh they the marketing side of their their company could, could do, <laughs> use a little stuff, but listen they deliver on their promise but pug but pug oh god how do they how do but they one figure team, out how do they figure out whose pug is whose pug at the end? Like, do you do you think anyone has accidentally gone home with the wrong pug? <laughs> I, I can only imagine it happens all the time. Like, there's got to be some sort of ticketing system, or it's like that, or like your pug is wearing a blue bandana and you take that one home. I don't or, know. Or you know, dog tags. Uh, that yeah, works too. but like I don't know. But you know what? They don't have at the pug meetup group. What don't they have? Two pugs hitting a bong. <laughs> right. <laughs> but bong. Um, so I, every once in a while, I forget in this part that you can actually hear Toka and Rezar like turning oh. from babies into full grown uh, animals. And it, it came to my attention today. I've never looked up who voices Toka and Rezar. And if I did, I forgot who it was. So I looked it up again. Do you know who it is? Who is it? Take a guess. Uh, is it Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> no, it's not Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is it Big but Good Bird? guess. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Famous voice actor. Oh, that that narrows it down. Uh, oh, uh, it narrows oh, it. Is, yeah, I mean. Is, 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 it, okay. is, it, is it the guy who does Bender? No. No. Is it Marie, Maurice LaMarche? No, but you're getting warmer. Ooh. It's not Rob Paulson. Nope. He's been a famous voice actor Is it Mark Hamill? for a very, very oh. long time. I know oh. who you're talking about and I can't come up with the name. Is it like the guy who did like the Looney Tunes? Not quite that old because he's dead, but it is. <laughs> well, he wasn't. Was he dead in, 90, in 91? Oh, he might not have been. But you're, is it I'll, the guy I, from Cow and Chicken? It's the guy from Scooby Doo. It's Fred from Scooby Doo. Oh, it's get the hell out. Is, wait, Casey Kasem? No, 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 Casey Kasem was Shaggy. Oh, Frank right. Welker. Wow, does Fred, and he also does Scooby Doo now. He didn't used to do Scooby Doo, but now he does Scooby Doo also. But this guy, if you pull up his IMDb, he's yeah, he's, been he's Nibbler on Futurama. He's additional voices <laughs> oh, on Futurama. He's I love uh, Nibbler. Wait, which version of Nibbler? Azrael? Like the adorable little Nibbler, or the Hey, I'm actually an intelligent alien. I think both, and that <laughs> should tell you how good this guy is. That's, that's <laughs> great. I love that. So he was Ray I, on Ghostbusters. Yep. His first uh, credit as a voice actor is 1969 Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The TV series as Fred. Wow. He's got a other couple of uh, credits before that, but from there, man, he just, he's constantly working. This dude has been a working voice actor for... Ever. How old was he? And how old amazing. was he when he got started? Uh I don't know. How old is he now? He is he's born in nineteen forty six. So nineteen forty six right. to nineteen sixty nine. That's forty six and fifty six, sixty six twenty years. Twenty three. He was twenty three. He's twenty three. I'm a little slower at math than you. 
dark. Yeah, the dude he's does been, everything. He's been he's been Fred throughout the entirety of Scooby Doo, like the, every iteration of Scooby Doo. Oh, he's probably Fred. on the Supernatural episode. He was Sheldon <laughs> on Garfield and Friends. Oh man, wow. that show. Yeah, Garfield yeah. and Friends. He was creatures in the Super Mario Brother TV show. Sort of off topic, but you brought up Scooby-Doo and it reminded me of something I saw on my drive home today. Oh, this is a good story. Um, In the town near where we live, there was a person in a Scooby-Doo costume, but it was just the head and they were wearing like a checkerboard tracksuit and they were holding a sign that said get your medical marijuana card now with a phone number and i'm like am i seeing this that and sounds I, like a trap. i wanted to take a i i don't know i wanted to take a picture but the light had changed and it was just the most bizarre thing i think i've ever seen on my hey, drive hey, scooby I'll have you gotta tell me at. if you're a cop right <laughs> But it was like it was like a too big Scooby Doo head, like on a normal person body. Is there body. a light sized Scooby Doo head? I mean, like, well, I mean, normally the costume would be like bigger, right? So this like was giant Scooby Doo head. Giant Scooby Doo head on a normal person body. Wow. Can Wearing I tie a tracksuit? Can I tie Frank Welker back into a couple other fun things here? Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> so he was. We've talked about the Muppets and the Henson Company a lot. He was Kermit, Skeeter, and Beaker on the Muppet Babies TV show. Ah, nice. Nice. And then he was also a voice in Back to the Future, The Ride. You're welcome, Scott Corelli. He was the, Tyrannos- <laughs> he was the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So Frank Welker is uh, making his presence known here at the beginning Busy of this dude. Just Busy a couple dude. of little gurgles. Uh, we'll get a lot more of his work later on. Moving forward in a minute, we get this kind of slow zoom in on Shredder as Tatsu so looks at happy. Him. And there's a couple of things I like around here. I'll talk about my favorite thing, and then you guys can jump in with yours. But we get the John Dupre sort of suspense music. <laughs> Which is all that cool strings and horns going nuts the thunder's cracking in the background just the the musicing the music scoring here the musicing is very good <laughs> i like that combined with the camera work i love it and then shredder has a line yes yes, yes. <laughs> i love that it's it's such a long drawn out zoom like there's a window in the background that has a thunderclap like three times with during this zoom so much it gets so much good rain it gets super close. It gets close enough that you can see the details on his shoulder spikes are kind of crappy. And then just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You can see like the bad paint on his plastic spikes. Yeah. <laughs> when, I wrote, when I wrote this line out in our Google Doc, I wrote yes in like size two font. <laughs> yes. Half expect like a Mr. Burns like finger tenting. Yeah. You know? Like you can tell his mouth is really small under there. He's like, yes. 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 Um, yes. But I love that part. And then we cut to yet another Chris rainy New York City. I liked it. Why is there so, so much, much rain in these movies? I don't know. I mean, it must be something that they've, they've got. And it helps to uh, like whatever that because they're they for this one, they still shot in what, North Carolina? Well, this is an on-location New York City shot, I think. Oh, wow. Weird. Maybe it this actually looks, rained. This actually, 
This looks like the same. I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and look, but it looks like the same corner that we saw before when Kino came around to deliver to April's apartment, where we were able to tell that it was on like Spring Street or whatever. Um, I th- I yeah. think that's an on location shot. Um, hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look like a soundstage. I mean, this is definitely prop rain. I mean, it's raining in like three feet of this city. <laughs> yeah. Although it could be a soundstage given that turtles jump into a manhole. Yeah, true. So, I don't know. Um, I've heard it's easier to light a set when it's raining. I don't know if that's true. Is that true, Adam? I'm sorry. I, I think I missed that. I said I've heard that it's easier to light a movie set when it's raining. Well, it's easier to light when it's wet. It doesn't necessarily have to be raining. Yeah. Like Usually during uh, on-location night shots... They have somebody who's like paid scale for the day to just hose the the asphalt. I, I, I had a friend who had that job one time on a on a set in Philly. He was just hosing the street because otherwise it. the the asphalt kind of disappears and it doesn't look like there's a floor. Right. But with rain, I mean, it lo- it looks cool, especially with the turtles, because you know it helps them look more turtly. Yeah, because when they're wet, you can see them better in in these dark shots. So maybe that was the idea. Like, we'll have it raining so there's an excuse as to why they're all wet. Yeah, I feel the turtles are too dry in this movie overall. (laughs) Yes. No Um, one likes a dry turtle. No, the only thing worse than a wet turtle is a dry turtle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we're about to get a very big case of sequelitis and of a repeat gag. We're we're in a moment here. We've talked about it before where it's a scene where every turtle does the same thing but in their slightly unique way, right? Um, we've seen this over and over again in this movie where they've either had to exclaim after doing something or say hello to someone. Now it's saying goodbye to April. Each turtle says goodbye to April in kind of their own uh way that defines their personality a little bit like leonardo comes over and bows to april i like that he's carrying a blue bag it looks like i always like it when they match their color scheme (laughs) um i also love april's hat it's a little beret she's she's very trendy with her little beret the kind that you buy at a secondhand store Mm -hmm. looking good (laughs) What flavor do you think that beret is? <laughs> Raspberry. Um, how many of us had that exact same umbrella at some point in our lives, or parents had that exact same umbrella? Yeah, I think my parents had a big golf umbrella like that. I don't think I ever had one, though. I tried to buy one recently. Yeah, they're hard to find. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, you like can the, just order it online, but like in person, I was having a hard time. Because yeah. anywhere that sells umbrellas, they sell those collapsible ones. Hey, those. A golf umbrella, like one I could use as a weapon if necessary. <laughs> I forget yeah, it's. I, f- I forget what kind of car it is. I think it may be a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. There's like a built-in umbrella, like in the car, in the car door. What you hit, you t- <laughs> you push a button, and an umbrella pops out. That's some crazy That's James amazing. Bond stuff right there. Yeah. Is is there a safety mechanism so that it doesn't open while well, the door is closed? Because that no, no, could no. be it, really it, dangerous. It, it, it pops out like all closed up. Oh, okay. Like like those cigarette machines. You would push a button and a cigarette would pop out. I could just see myself like going to roll down the window and accidentally, <laughs> poof, an umbrella <laughs> opens inside the car. 
No, I believe the door has to be open, and then you push the button, and the umbrella pops out. Like, go, go, gadget, umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, gadget, umbrella. Yeah, or it's like, go, go, gadget, hands, and then the umbrella opens. I always love that game. Remember when Matthew Broderick was Inspector Gadget? Yeah. Oh, God. And then French Stewart? Yeah. Oh, man. What were they thinking? <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so Donnie and Raph say their goodbyes to April, and then Michelangelo comes over, and this is our, our big bit of sequelitis. He does more uh, Bogart impressions. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, with with this? the hat. What what is this movie from? Is this is this Casablanca? Casablanca. Yeah, this is okay. Casablanca. Okay, Casablanca. I like that Mikey has seen Casablanca. I like to think that Michelangelo has seen every movie. Like, like do you think April had TCM at her apartment? <laughs> Did TCM exist in ninety one? <laughs> I don't. I, she Leonard had. Walton existed in nineteen ninety one. She I'm had sure. view. Nice. Or she just had like a collection of old VHS tapes. Like maybe that's possible. Or she had Prism. Remember Prism? Prism. (laughs) I like to think that Michelangelo has watched every VHS flush down the uh, the proverbial toilet. Uh, He's he's well versed in the classics. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's also seen probably a lot of VHS pornography. Ew. Why? Oh, because people would because, like get rid of it. Know. It's easy for them to find. Oh, yeah. like, I don't you know, understand the plot of this movie. You know, there's some What's rando kid on? who's just like, "Oh no, I got to get rid of this before mom <laughs> finds it." He <laughs> <laughs> just throws it down the sewer grate. And then Michelangelo sure is like, "Your incredible loss is my incredible gain." <laughs> he's watching it, and he's like, "He's watching it, and he's like, there sure are a lot of boobies in this.'" <laughs> he's a fan of porn up until the point where the pizza guy gets rid of the pizza. Like so, he he like he's like, PG he's like oh my god, it's a movie about pizza. And then the pizza guy like puts the pizza down, and Michelangelo is no longer interested. <laughs> <laughs> Although I a a a porno VHS would be difficult to to put down a sewer grate because I don't know what it was about VCR porno, but the boxes they came in were like three times as big as oh. a VHS tape. <laughs> It's like they wanted to make it obvious that you have porn on the shelf. Yeah. Hey, this guy's got porn. Yeah. I only know this because a friend of mine one time found a whole bunch of VHS porn in a dumpster Ew. when we were in college, and he just like grabbed an armful of them. And I, and I just happened to notice. I was like, why are the boxes so big? They're like huge. Maybe that was how they had to be shipped or boxes. something. Some sort of interstate Maybe. regulation on filth. It's almost <laughs> as bad as like. I'm sure he knows. The independent video store that has like the curtain with the neon arrows, like the adults only section, so that anyone oh, yeah. that walks through there is instantly humiliated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you see a guy walking out with a giant box, or like, I know what's in there. You our, creep. Our comic shop used to have a behind the curtain room. You remember that? Yeah, it got hard to manage. Yeah. What? And then they what got did they rid keep of it. back there? Anime porn. Yeah, like hentai. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. Anyway, <laughs> so Mikey does his uh, his impressions here. April's giggling. She likes it. And then he gets uh, yanked out of there by Donatello, I believe. Pulls him down. We get some fun, more you know, cartoon sound effects. That little uh, zip whistle there. And uh, the last little bit of this I really enjoy is April's reaction after the turtles are gone. The last three seconds of this minute 
are kind of cute. She sort of looks around for a second and then clears her throat and like giggles and then sort of like happily bounces away. Yeah, it's very she, like, skips. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. It it means one of two things. Either it's that like uh first date the door just closed and now you're walking home kind of feeling or the, Oh my God, I have an empty apartment to go home to kind of feeling. I tend to think it's a little bit more the latter. Like, Oh my God, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or she's, or she's like looking around like nothing to see here. Tra la la. Uh, yeah, that too. It is a good tra la la skip. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to the end of the minute. Uh, we get a nice clear shot of the license plate of the car in the frame here. So we can always look that up. Um, but any final thoughts here for minute 34? Good. No. I like it when there's no final thoughts. Pretty thoughtless. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I thought all I was going to think. <laughs> so I, I just want to remind all of my you- thoughts. I just want to remind everyone to uh, head to duelinggenre.com. Make sure you're going and catching us on social media at TMNT Minute on Instagram and on Twitter. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Always a good thing to do. Uh, And there was something else. Oh, yeah. Keep sending us your Turtle Fan Minute. Hashtag Turtle Fan Minute. If you want to hear your voice on an episode of our show, all you got to do is record one minute of audio. Keep it to a minute of you ranting, raving about... Ninja Turtles 2. Heck, I don't even care. You could talk about something we said in season one and we'll air it. Uh, but just send it to tmntminute at gmail.com and uh, don't forget the hashtag at TurtleFanMinute. Uh, and I think that's it for, for today, guys. So for the crew here at TMNT Minute, starting to all sound like one word now. Uh, <laughs> I am Scott. That's Chris, Adam, and Rachel, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for Minute 35. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Ah, cowabunga, see?